Are you looking for a podcast with some life tips? Do you need some uplifting and encouraging words? Or maybe you're looking for someone to just be a listening ear to whatever struggles you may be facing day to day. Well, this ain't it. Come join myself, Serzo, and my co-host, Poochie, as we tell you like it is and give you our unsolicited opinions that you probably didn't ask for. Whether it's about religion, relationships, the workplace, entertainment, social justice, or even baby mama drama, someone has to tell you something. Why not let it be us? Join us every other Sunday on the Lobby Podcast as we take on topics that you didn't even think about. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Lobby Podcast. I'm Poochie and I have my co-host Sir Zoe with me. What up, peeps? Um, we are so excited, crazy, almost to 20 episodes. Yep, 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 um, yep, yep, yep. Tonight is 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 controversy. Um, you know, we haven't dipped and dabbled in that in a while. So tonight <laughs> we will be discussing our um our school system. Um, we're going to educate you guys, we're going to entertain, and we will definitely enlighten you with um this episode here. So I'm excited. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, like we always say, you know, we touch a little bit of everything, and uh, today is no exception. No exception. So, uh, on this episode, you know, we're going to discuss uh, how how has racism kind of crept into our, our school system? Um, mm. And one of the things that I found was that the, the SAT test, I'm sure everybody, you know, who's been to college or have kids that's going to college know about the SAT test, the, mm-hmm. you know, short for the scholastic aptitude test. Um, that test actually began as being a racist test from the beginning. Oh wow! And that started way back in 1926. To be to be frank with you, um, so I wanted to give you a little bit of background on this, and feel free to you know check me, look it up, you know for yourself, and find out you know what you can find out about it. You know, I'm gonna give you the background, and then you guys can go check it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, his name was Carl Brigham, B-R-I-G-H-A-M. Feel free to look him up. <laughs> Stop saying it like that. I know, right? (laughs) I know. (laughs) So he was what they call a eugenist. Um, A eugenist is is somebody who who believes that more suitable races or strands of blood are better, have a better chance of prevailing if they are paired with someone of a like mind basically what they're saying is if there's someone who's what they consider to be highly intelligent then that person should be mating with another person that's highly intelligent oh wow so basically if, if you're a dummy then you need to stick to a dummy mm. mm-hmm. that's basically what he's saying and that's the kind of the the idea behind being a eugenist They also believe that, you know, you can improve the human race by controlling, you know, breeding. So you can breed out the different uh, undesirable characteristics of people by basically keeping 
all the so-called smart people together and keeping all the people who are not what they call highly intelligent, keeping them apart. And to be honest with you, around this time frame is when the word moron kind of came into play. Wow. It actually was not around, you know, until the 1920s. So you would think that's a word that may have been around forever, forever. Yeah. You know, 1800, maybe even 17. But, but that's, actually just that came is up. like really crazy because even like now, you know, when you have a child and they're like, do so good and they do good in math. Right. And then the parent just so happened to be good at math. You'd be like, oh, that's where they got it from. You're good because your daddy good. You know what I'm saying? Know, like that's, that's like really the same thing. Exactly. It is so crazy. Um, he also believed that uh, American, American intelligence was declining because of the integration between because integration became more extensive. Basically, he's saying that the white people were becoming, you know, less intelligent because we were now they were now mixing with other races, mm. which is just beyond me. You know, to say that someone's family is becoming less intelligent because they mix with another race, that's taking it to a whole new level, you know. So what he wanted to do was weed out all the dumb people from all the smart people. And one of the things he decided to do was come up with this this test. So when he came up with this test, um, the president of Harvard University, James uh, Conance, he was actually looking for, for a way to figure out, okay, how can I make sure that I get the best people to come to my university? So he heard about this guy called Brigham. He reached out to him and he asked him, hey, can you develop a test for me to give to my student body or for those potential students who's trying to come to my school so I can weed out the ones who are not worthy of basically coming to uh, Harvard? So this guy came up with, you know, what we know now as the SAT test. Mm. So uh, about six, seven years later in 1934, after the test was devised, this guy, John Connett, the president of the University of uh, Harvard, he put that into place. He put that test into place. And he started to try to convince all the other universities and colleges around the, co- around the country to start using this test as well because he's thinking hey this is a good thing um but what we found out is the scores for the test was was just not there they was finding out that black people and latinos scored lower on the test than their white counterparts and what we was trying to what they was trying to figure out is why why is that happening mm-hmm. So there's a couple of reasons why, you know, this is, this was taking place. And one of the things I found, you know, through my research where it kind of comes to economics, you know, white folks could afford to, first of all, take the test, number one, um, because the test, you know, nowadays, I think it costs like $65, $70 to take the test now. But um, also people who uh, had money could take test prep classes mm. where you know, of course, the black people and the Latinos, you know, they didn't have that luxury. So and there was always in the school system that was you know, less adequate than the white people. So right. they could not 
you know, get up to par with those with their white counterparts. So uh, I have an example here that I found as well. It said that uh, in New York, the average score of a black kid is uh, 933. For the whites, it's 1,114. Now the range is from 400 to 1,600. So that shows you uh, almost a 200 point disparity between mm-hmm. your whites and blacks, which is kind of crazy. But what we also found is that the test questions on the test were actually racist themselves. So they were asked questions like, uh, uh, what is what is, what is meant by the statement of comparing apples to apples right. or, or apples to oranges? And if you're not from this country, if you're not a native of this country, you don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're sitting here like, okay, what, what does that mean? Does that mean that person is not as smart as the American born person? No, but they weren't born here. So how would they know what comparing apples to apples means or whatever? And then they showed another example where they had a, it was like a picture. And I think this one was taken out of the test, but they had a picture of someone holding a book and they had their fingers pinching a portion of the book, the front of the book. And it pinched like from the book cover to about a quarter of the way into the book. And the book was partially open. So the question was, how long would it take this person to finish reading this book? You know what? So, you know, the, the people, the kids are giving their answers, blah, blah, blah. And that book then, what they found out was people who are not born here, who are like Arabic, for example, they always got it wrong. And why? Because Arabics read their books from back to back front. To front. Yep. So they're going to always get it wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like this test was made to root out anyone who was not of a, you know, a European background. You know, so it's like, are you serious? So it's almost like the people who are drafting it, drafting this test are the people who are, who they want to, you know, basically prosper. Yeah. So I'm like, this is crazy. And the, and the funny thing is, is that we still have this test. I know, I know. This is ridiculous. But at the same time, there's, there, there are some schools that are, you know, getting rid of the test. Right. Um, because they don't, they, they've kind of found out about the roots of it and so mm-hmm. forth. So there are some schools that are um, getting rid of the test. I think when I found that, um, I think it was like out of 3,900 colleges, about 1,200 of them have dropped the requirement. Okay. And then there's a good amount of them who are making it optional. So it is, things are starting to change. Mm-hmm. But when you think about something so mundane as the SAT, you would never think that the roots of it was built in racism. Well, you know what? Because I'm a, I'm a huge Good Times fan, right? Okay. Huge. I know every episode... I know. I mean, I, I to this day I watch it like on repeat. That's like my yeah. Saturday highlight. I get yeah. up under the covers and watch Good Times like from the beginning to the end. And I remember this episode because you always know that Michael was like pro black. He was, you know, right. that that was his that was his character. So I remember he was he had gotten in trouble at school because he refused to take a test. Now, they didn't name it as an SAT, but it was like a scholastic test. It was a, a test 
you know, um, that it was almost like an aptitude test. I'll say that. And he, he said it, he said, these questions are designed for me to fail. And I remember if if I'm correct, I remember it was more like um, one of the questions had to do with like a saucer, which is like, now we know it's like a smaller plate. Right. But we're talking about good times. We're talking about in the 60s and the 70s, poor African-Americans staying in the project. They don't know what a saucer is. They don't identify with that. They identify with exactly. a small plate. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. that was the first time that I really like realized and not saying that it was like an aha moment that carried me on through life when I had to take like the SATs and stuff like that. But now that you you bring this up, it makes total sense to me. It's like a 360. Like it's crazy. We've always known, but nothing has, you know. Now we see some movement, like you said, we see some movement of this. But it it took that many years. I mean, we're talking about this is a long time. Right, right. Exactly. So it's just this is just so crazy. But I mean, I love the history part. I love knowing you know where it comes from and that's why i always say in every episode especially the ones that deal with this type of stuff do your history because history repeats itself we're just repeating itself you're right it's it's almost like it's it's a it's a fashion you know remember back in the days you know uh people used to wear high water jeans and then it kind of went away and now it's back again yeah you know it's just like fashion It, it rotates it rotates. It, it definitely rotates. And, and it's amazing how your environment um, dictates how you understand things. Like you you do certain things, but you don't really know why you do it. Or you say certain, certain things, but you don't know where it kind of comes from. It's just you've heard it before, so you're kind of repeating it. Right, but right. it's history. You're hearing it from history. Yes. Exactly. So, Exactly. Now I know that um, another thing that I found out, you know, was that, you know, back then, if what they did was if someone that was black or Latino, if they scored higher on some of the questions than white people, they would actually pull those questions off of the test. Just to make give it an advantage to the white people. So they're just like, take a poll and I crave it if if question one through five, if all five of those questions, somebody black or somebody Latino always scored higher on those five questions than black people, they will actually take those five questions off of the test just so they will not score high. And that I, is insane. I just. That's mind boggling mm-hmm. that people will go through those depths just to get ahead. Just to get ahead and just so we can be behind. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's like we're we're always going to be behind. Yeah. Like as as much as African Americans, you know, fight and um are successful, millionaires even. Right. In others' eyes, we're always behind. Because we still have rules and we still have um, constitutions and stuff that makes us behind. Like we we still haven't caught up yet. It's still not equal. It will never be equal. Mm-hmm. That's why that like you know the Constitution calling us three fifths of a man. Right. 
you know like who who's going to reevaluate that like when is it going to be to the point that someone really actually changes the constitution because times have changed but why hasn't this document changed as i i ask myself that all the time every time i'm watching tv and i see these ridiculous politicians keep bringing up the constitution and how they carry a little small sample of it in their pocket and all this kind of mess i'm like really how about we change the constitution yeah you have to change times? it you 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 have to change it because for one it's not a fl- reflective of how things are now no, um, it's not not by far yeah like it's like night and day and then they use it to their advantage whenever they feel like they you know you have the the right to speak, but you can say all these negative and demeaning things to people. But that's your that's your constitutional right. Exactly. You can tote a gun anywhere and kill people. Not saying you can't p- kill people. That's not in the, in, in the constitution, but the right to bear arms. Like all of this is there, but they use it to their advantage. Right. But not hopefully in in the sense that how it was supposed to be back in those times right right like i don't know i don't I mean, know america just sucks sometimes to me like <laughs> we just we gotta you know, do better and i don't and that's why i don't criticize people who say that you know america is is a racist country or america has a long ways to go you know when yeah. people say things like that i don't you know i don't hate on that because a lot of that is true built racism this this is the home of yeah. racism this is the weird. home of racism and i'm not talking about racism like color i'm talking about even um small people fat people you know right. people that has disabilities like we're prejudiced all the way around like yeah, yeah. so you know it, it's so different from other countries yeah they they do they they have their prejudice but it's nothing like us and we're the biggest melting pot in the dog the biggest melting pot everybody wants to wants to come here y'all probably need to rethink because listen like i don't know know. like yeah we have a lot of freedoms but we we got a lot that comes with a lot of stuff too like that just freedom is is heavy like it is it's not a a light load like it's heavy it comes with a lot of stuff after that but with that And and i feel so bad when people who come from these downtrodden countries to come here to get away from it and then they come here and then they're here for a year and then somebody here kills them yeah it's like really they did all they could do to get away from their country who is downtrodden who's keeping them down who's killing their dreams and they get over here and then somebody kills them mm-hmm. or robs them or breaks in their house or whatever the case may be you know it's almost like this is supposed to be America, the greatest country on earth. Yeah. But we have our faults. Yeah. We we kinda we kinda lost it. We 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 losing the battle. Like we we still here, but it's it's too much it's too much here. You know, right. it's 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 just it's just too much. Almost becoming unbearable as time is is ticking on. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, um, when I was trying to look up this word, uh, eugenesis, you know, I came across this guy uh, named Lewis Terman. Uh, look him up. Um, 
Educate yourself. <laughs> Educate yourself. T E R M A N. Turn. Um, this is this is kind of weird. I just happened to find this out a few minutes ago. He was the one that created the IQ test. Now, the IQ test is just as bad as the SAT test. Mm. It is no different. He believed that he could weed out undesirable people, uh, such as people who are retarded, people who have diseases, people who have physical impairments or disabilities. He believed that we could weed those people out by just handpicking the people that should be allowed to mate. Mm. He even created a school in New Jersey called, it was called the, uh, the New Jersey Training School for the Feeble-Minded Boys and Girls. Basically, wow. a school for people he thought were dumb. There's a whole separate school for that. And this is the opinion of one man. And and where did these numbers come from? Where did the range come from? Like, like how can you compare people that scores like 800 to people right. that score like 200 like who who came up with those standards and how how can you come up did you take the test is this a test based on how well you did and then you know what i'm saying like right it's just so ugh. it is crazy it is crazy yeah, but it's just and this and people like this make it important and even more important to get out there and vote yes to get people like this out of our way yes yes because i believe that any I, I, I think that everybody is smart i honestly do because once you learn something as long as you can learn you're smart because really learning is just more of memory and then applying so right. i think that i don't think anybody's dumb i think everybody is smart they some people just have things that they're more passionate about so they want to learn more so they're more you know they're the SMEs of mm -hmm. that particular topic you mm -hmm. know when they're in school yes you are teaching them core like core fundamentals um but to be honest it's just really reading it and then remembering it and then applying whatever that is that you that you have Right, right. That's that's really that's really it. Exactly. And you know, I found that uh one guy I saw, I watched the video and he said, you know, when <clears throat> when white people are getting all these prep classes for the SAT class um, test, and where you know the minorities are not, what really happens with that test, if you think about it, the test is more about what can you regurgitate and repeat versus what you actually know. Right. So those people who are getting those prep classes, they they didn't really learn something. They just right. taking it to the test exactly. and they're just repeating what they just saw. Repeating what, what they just saw because a learned, something learned is, you know, putting on your pants, like putting on your shirt. You've learned this stuff. This stuff right. is never going to go away. No one like you know, showed you a different way to put on pants. You, you only got either one leg or two legs. That's it. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can't base mm -hmm. that. that. That's learned. That's not memorized because you've been doing it for such a long, long time. Right. It's a learned behavior. Right.
Exactly. Exactly right. So when y'all go out there and get your kids to apply for the next school, you may want to have a second thought about that SAT. Yeah, because um, I'm not quite sure. I, I don't think now, and this is the same as those, uh, what are those tests called um, that's in like elementary school? The SDR. That's the one that uh, came about with George Bush. What's that the, one called? Uh, My daughter hates it. Oh gosh, I can't think of it now. Yeah, come to me in a second when I ain't thinking Dang, about it. Dang, right now, my daughter scored perfect. She scored, I think it's the a perfect score of 900. And she did that um, social studies, mm-hmm. I believe. Love social studies. But I remember her, we went over, before she took the test, we had went over all of, you know, her notes and stuff throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And when I say she was like the names that she knew the terms that she used i mean she knew this like the back of her hand but sol sol just came to me that's what it is and she ended up scoring 100 (laughs) but i just want to know did she really learn or did she memorize it? I want to ask her like questions because when you learn something, it never goes away. So I want to ask her like a question right now. Like this was last year right now. And mm-hmm. I want to know if she would get it right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that to me is, is learning. That's not memorizing. Right. Right. And those think... tests suck too. Those tests. Oh, I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. you Your child does not have to take that test. It's just like, to see how much they've learned and where to place them when they go to like middle school or whatever. Right. I mean, yeah. So I don't like that either. Under um George George W. Bush, he came up with this because of this. That's when that uh, no child left behind thing started to come about. Listen. And he started bringing this about. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, let's just get rid of the aptitude test. Let's just teach our kids the real, the real, the real, exactly. and you know that they, they don't, they don't need that. You don't need to to know where they are. You don't know when they are when you're in class. You don't know which ones <laughs> are far behind because they fall behind. You don't know which ones that get ahead because they get ahead. Like, right, <laughs> right, exactly. But again, that goes back to you saying about like with like because if you're a gifted child you're in a classroom with all gifted kids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's like with like. There you go. Absolutely. No, they done set our asses up. Set, they set uh, us up. It's a setup. It's a setup. But anyway. <laughs> so uh, let's go to something a little bit lighter. Okay. I'm I don't know go... if this is lighter. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, itching or something. Or, I don't know. This I know, right? <laughs> I know, <laughs> but uh, you know my my little favorite segment I bring up every once in a while called the news you can't use. So, oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is lighter. My bad, folks. This is lighter. It's funny too. This is a little lighter. <laughs> and these are things that you may have heard about, or maybe you haven't. But I would like to bring them up because it's just news you can't use. You can't do nothing with it, but say I'll be there. Okay. So uh, some of them you may have heard before, but uh, the Federal Trade Commission and the Consumer Affairs Department of the U.S. 
is investigating. <laughs> Hold on, can you see this without laughing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, get it together. Get it together. Come on, boo. Okay. <laughs> They're investigating why McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken. Okay, okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> this issue has been so bad that someone has created a website called mcbroken.com. Mm. So basically, you can go to this website, mcbroken.com, and find out in your area where the machines are broken or working. To add, the manufacturer of the machine has built the machine so that only their technicians can repair them. Mm. So that's where the money comes in. They built these machines so that only their people can repair them. You can clean them, but they build it so that it breaks down on you and then that only they can repair it. Yeah, they keep that money in house. Oh, there's some slick sunny guys mm-hmm. right there. They, they keep that money in house. So now the doggone federal government is looking into why. Why are they always broken? I mean, can we take this down a little bit level? Can we say the local police department is, instead of the, the federal government? I mean, seriously, <laughs> y'all don't have nothing else to do? Look, Joe Blow down there ain't going to go down there because he can't. He can't. He's trying to get his on his weekend. He ain't thinking about that. He ain't got time for that. I had one the other day. It was great, too. I love Big Dog's ice. That's like the best ice cream to me. I know. But another thing I found out was they, when they built these machines, they built it knowing that 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 uh, ice cream itself or the milk from the ice cream would damage the equipment. Wow! They knew that that was going to happen, and they did nothing to combat that. I'm like, dude, oh, there's some dirty sun guns. Mm-hmm. There's some dirty dudes. But anyway, I digress. So, um, Megan Trainer. I should have heard about this, but this is, I was disgusted when I heard this. <laughs> uh, Megan Trainer and her husband have two toilets in the same bathroom so that they can go to the bathroom together at the same time. Okay, that is. So she admitted on a podcast that she had recently that they have actually pooped together twice. Mm. And they always go there and pee together right next to each other. I okay, mean... first of all, if they're right next to each other, what if he ain't got a good aim? Is his piss splashing on mm-hmm. her? On on the back of her cow or even on her pinky toe. I it mean, is. for real? Yeah, it is. On the pinky toe. I, I I mean, I can see it. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. So she got pee all on her thigh. Uh-uh. No. I'll catch you later. It's going to take me 2.5 seconds to pee. Okay? I'll be oh out there in a minute. And even said when she told the, um, the builder when they was building the house that she wanted two toilets side by side, he actually thought she was joking. Until mm. she she kept pressing the issue, then he said, "Oh, she's serious. She actually wants two toilets next to each other." Yeah, that's that's crazy. Don't be that obsessed with me. I'm good. If 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 I can't pee, use the bathroom in peace, then that's the issue. That's like on some weird type stuff. Don't love me that much. I'm good. Look, sometimes I can't stand the smell of my own poop. I don't. Right. I damn sure don't smell yours. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes I'm ready to run for mm. my own poop. Mm. I'd be mm. damn, I want to smell yours. Oh my God. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what we're coming to. <laughs> oh man, people are what funny. This coming to. People are funny. I told you, we, we set up. Like, they just, you oh know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. If you just do whatever the hell you want to do these. I mean, you can't. It's, it's, a, it's a free country. <laughs> 
can do and request whatever you want to do and request. Oh my God. I can't even imagine her sitting there watching him pee. Mm. Oh my God. That is so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I just threw up in my mouth. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go on to our, our next topic. You know, we'll keep the theme you know, going with the, just like with the uh, SAT, SAT um, mm-hmm. test and stuff. So we're going to keep it along those same lines. Uh, we're going to talk about critical race theory or what some people call for short, they call it CRT. Now, this is something that I never actually heard of okay. until recent days. Yeah, uh, same. So I had to look it up to find out what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a hot topic now. It's, it it's, is. It's a hot topic. People are fighting over this. And it's like, what in the world happened? So when I looked it up, kind of got a, it was a whole bunch of different definitions. You got to be careful with the definition because it's, it's such a hot topic that people are making up their own definitions of it. You know, so I had to be careful in finding out you know, what the actual definition of it was. They doing that to fit their own opinions. Right. For them to sound right, they're remixing what exactly. it really is. Exactly. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, but what it does is it examines social, cultural, and legal issues primarily as they relate to race and racism in the United States. So basically it's saying that it's not saying that people themselves as a person are racist or have racist tendencies. They're saying that our systems mm-hmm. have racism built in them. I I, I mean, I honestly think that is a fair statement. I honestly think that is a fair and factual statement. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you just look at our justice system, you know, now you you think about, you know, there are people, there are more uh, minorities in jail than there are white people. That's Mm-hmm. our system mm-hmm. um and we're not saying that that one particular judge is you know racist but because he wasn't he hasn't been there for the last 60 70 years right but there's a system in place that has caused this this big problem that we have mm-hmm. you know so it's a systematic issue so basically the parents of students because i think that they were trying to get this in high schools and middle schools, but it's primarily taught in like the university. So, right, the, it's primarily taught yeah, in pre-law. The the huge issue is that they think that it is anti-white, which basically is they're teaching people to be racist. Right, exactly. So. I mean, an apple is an apple, is an orange is an orange, is a cucumber is a cucumber. It's history. Exactly. Like you can't like cover it up because it is what it is. I mean, you read it, it is in black and white. These things happened. Mm-hmm. So it's not anti-white. It's just pro-history. There you go. That's it. And but that's people are losing their damn minds, getting they're, arrested, they're fighting everything. over it and everything. Fighting. Because they don't want this to be taught in their in their to their kids because they think that that it teaches them to become racist because you are basically going through history and you are peeling back the layers 
and you're getting more in depth of slavery, of the judicial system, right. you know, of everything that they really don't teach you. They teach you the surface, but they don't go deep. And it's really just to educate you on how things are, just like we're doing today. Yeah. We're just educating on how things came to be. And that's all that they're doing, which I think is a great thing because when, you know, I have a child, not when, but I have a child and <laughs> in her school system, I will want them to touch on some of this stuff because it's going to make you more aware. Absolutely. It's going to make you more aware, more educated, you know, a little bit of your history. And then I love that non-minorities are, have the ability to take this class because I do believe like if you have a, a child or you know someone whose parent is like a Ku Klux Klan and then member or they have like these views that are Immoral. not yeah they take this class they can see things differently we have a chance to kind of like re reposition them in the way that they think and how they've grown instead right. of like them being um not hypnotized but kind of sort of by their parents they're actually learning the history right right and i think um looking into this you know find out found out that you know president trump was the one that started this conversation by mm -hmm. saying that he didn't want any diversity training in the government he said that I was anti-American propaganda. But it's American. We are American. If, if, if what they say is true, that we are the melting pot. Absolutely. We, everybody, that means we have Jewish people. We have Christians. We have black. We have white, Asians, nope. Latinos. We have everyone here. If you live in America, you are American. So unless y'all have like another side of the country that I don't know about, know about this all white, <laughs> and what you're gonna have, you, you're gonna have that interaction with minorities, and this is why it's so crucial because you need to know how to conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, what I'm saying as a person that is living in a world in a country that is, is so diverse, you can't be ignorant all your life. So who gonna I teach know. you? It's ridiculous. Y'all get on my nerves. I just can't. Who, who I got to write? Because I just, I feel like. Look, I found, I uh, like. when I'm looking, I said that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to find me some examples of how, how this uh, critical race theory is just coming about, you know, and the things that they don't want to tell our, our kids, you know. Yes, yeah, please do. Please, please enlighten me. So like 3% Black people are three percent more likely to go to the hospital and die when their doctor is white. Mm. They're seven times more likely to die just in the hospital. Period. But it is three percent more if their doctor is white. Black people do not get a call back for a job because they have a so-called black name. Mm -hmm. Black women make up twenty-five. Make up twenty-five percent of the population yet 10% higher rate of being uh, in jail. That's, that's talking about black women. I'm not even talking about the men because kind of, the men is kind of like, you know, we all know about that. Yeah. Uh, whites hold 85% of the nation's wealth. 
while black people only have 4% wow. of the wealth. Latinos only have 3% of wealth. Eight out of 10 people who are arrested for marijuana charges are black people. White women feel the need to tightly clutch their purse whenever they see a black man crossing the street or coming nearby. Then the, this is the one that kind of got me. The highest percentage of people on food stamps are white people at mm. 39%. Mm. Black people are at 25% and Hispanics are at 10%. So while these politicians are saying they want to get rid of food stamps and WIC and all this kind of stuff, what they keep what they're not thinking is white people are the ones who are relying on their program. Right. They're the big, that's a big group that's relying on it. It's not all of us. It's the white people who are, are um, looking for that. And then, of course, the black unemployment rate is always five to six percent higher than white people. Why mm-hmm. is that? Well, it's because we don't get the callbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, we they throw on away our application. Or as soon as they see us come to the door and we're black, they don't even want to talk to us anymore. And that's one of the reasons why I said, because my name is ethnic. Like when you, I consider my name ethnic. When you see my name to me on like a document, to me, you, you already know that I'm African-American. You already know that. So Mm -hmm. I made sure that with my daughter, I wanted her to have a name that was unisex. And that right. you could not tell what she was. I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. Thinking ahead. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate that you have to do stuff like that. I know. And it, and I think about how, you know, when I watch TV sometime and just recently, you know, maybe the last couple of years, you know, when I see people on TV, they're talking, the families are talking to see a black couple says, you know, the wife says to her husband, you know, have you had the talk with our son? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we was growing up, having the talk was like talking about sex. Mm-hmm. But now for the wife to tell her husband, have you had the talk with our son? It's the conversation is about how do you respond? Or how do you act when a cop pulls you over? Mm-hmm. That's the conversation now. That's called the talk. Yeah, and it's a shame that we have to have that conversation. You have to sit down with your child and explain to them how you should carry yourself once you get pulled over by a police officer. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that serious, you know. If you do something wrong, you speeding or whatever, you know, pull over, get your ticket, be on your merry way. Mm-hmm. And now you got to fear for your life when you get pulled over. You don't know if you're going to actually make it home from that traffic right. stop. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's it's sad. That's what it is. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, a lot of white people believe that once Obama became president, that all of a sudden racism went away. You all you got your black president. Right. Really? So that's where it stops. It stops with him. So yeah. Y'all damn all of a sudden goes away. the man stressing him the hell out. Like, I'm glad he made it out because Obama was str- and he looked stressed. So he had so much to prove while he was in office. He did. He He had so much to clean up while he was in office. Like it's just 
Oh my god. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like no. he was like the cure all for everything. Like he was robotizing yeah, himself. And, it and it's not. That's just a little a little bit of restitution. We just wanted to have, which we did. And he, I think he definitely deserved it. He, I mean, I don't like Obama or I don't love Obama just because he's black. I love because of what he stood for. Mm-hmm. You know, he carried himself in a manner Classic. I've never seen a president carry himself. I mean, right. he was confident. He knew his decisions. He knew what he was going to say. You know, he was very transparent. Parent, he made time for, you know, like people, not just us as black people, but people in general. So, you know, exactly. You're exactly. never going to, no matter what, whoever you are, you're never going to satisfy anyone, um, everybody. So, you know, at that point, you make the best decision. You got to satisfy the majority, or at least satisfy what you think is right. There you go. There you go. So I think when these, when you guys go out and, you know, have these discussions with your children or you know your school boards or whatever they may be, and you start bringing up a conversation about critical race theory, um, at least first understand what it actually is, mm-hmm. and then understand that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time it's not even being taught in your school. Yeah. So I don't understand why you're out there protesting something that's not even being taught. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that, you know, in, in Texas, I think it's in Texas, where they are banning any um, any topics surrounding, you know, race relations. But they say verbally that they're trying to ban critical race theory. But in the law, critical race theory is not even mentioned. Well, they can't mention it because it's not even being taught. It's right. So I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Right. Yet you're going to try to put a law in place on something that's not even happening. It just makes no sense. That's I don't what I'm think saying. It's true. Yeah, but to get these congressmen, that, that, I, I promise you, that's, that is the election that really makes a difference is Congress. That yes. is the, that's yes. the election. That's where these rules come from. That that's who y'all need to be focused on when in these elections, these these governors and these congressmen, president. Yep. That they, I mean, they the president of the United States, but they don't have that much weight. It's the congress local officials. These laws. Yeah, they they're the ones that makes these things the way that they are. Exactly, it's like they the ones messing up. They the ones turning up your uh, your your local stores and where yeah. <clears throat> putting things in place where you can't do certain things and your well, taxes you can't going even up. hardly vote to to begin with or you know having all these barriers and all these hoops you gotta jump through just to just to vote because the election didn't go how it was so oh now we're gonna, we gonna play dirty right like they're they're the ones that that do this yep. y'all gotta be i mean and i'm talking about me myself too because Though I am a, a heavy voter for presidency, but not so much for local. Local, uh, uh-uh. uh. But I, I November second, boo boo, I'm going. I'm gonna be out there, like yeah. nobody business. Yeah, like because I mean it's not going to change otherwise. And I'm not saying that everything is unfair for Black people. I don't think that you know, like. Yeah, black people has had it rough, but I think that we're the strongest because we have had it rough. We don't know 
anything else to do but to fight. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. can we get like a little break though? Because listen, a little nap because I feel like it's never ending. It's always a battle. It is always a battle. We always got to work twice as always. hard. Always. You know, and it's a shame, you know, we got to have, you can have 10 degrees with names, the letters before our name and after our name, and we still don't compare it to a white man who just got out of high school. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's, it's crazy. No. Nope. That's the world that we live in. Yeah, it's definitely the world that we live in. <sighs> Woo! My people, my people. I know. I know. But I tell you one thing I never get two toilets next to each other. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I never do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't yeah. I can't love somebody that much. Oh uh, no. That's a toll. That's a toll. Well, I, I think, think we, we at the end, right? Yeah, I think we have him kind of heavy today on these topics yeah. here. I'm tired. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> talking and wore me out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Kind of deep there. Yeah. Anytime you talk about racism, though, it's it's always one of those heavy topics that no one kind of want to talk about because it's uh, it's uncomfortable. You have you know so many views, but the more we talk about it, you know, the more we know, and the more we can identify it and know what's wrong, and you right. know, try to right. change things. So. You know, some of the best conversations are the ones you don't want to have. Exactly. Do your research, people. Do your research. Yes, please. Cause I, I am too. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my research. Um look it up. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to my child about it. I'm gonna talk to my friends about it just to see, you know, hey, did you know? You know, spread that that knowledge. That's where it's at. Exactly, exactly. Oh, but this was a great episode. Um, so, um, as always, spend time with people that fit your future, not your past people. Word. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you all so much for tuning in to The Lobby. You can get in contact with us at thelobbypodcast.com or anywhere you stream your favorite podcast. Please leave comments, questions, or a topic you want us to discuss on our next episode. Till next time, peace, and we love you.